0: Kanye West turns the MAGA up to 11. Our conservative Republican president has made even the socialist president of France love us, and a new study shows global warming alarmism is largely nonsense. Then, Hotep Jesus, Brian Sharp, comes on the show to discuss trolling white liberals at Starbucks. The Too Long Didn't Read is The Conservatives Are Finally Winning the Culture. I'm Michael Knowles, and this is The Michael Knowles Show. I can't take it. I can't take it. Elizabeth, I'm coming. I'm coming, Elizabeth. There is too much winning. Mr. President, I wish I had believed you. I'm sorry I didn't believe you when you said that we would get sick and tired of winning. I don't know how much more my body can take. I'm going into shock. I'm I'm starting to freeze up a little bit. What a day before we can get into all of these things, especially Mr. West, Kanye West. We got to talk about upside. But today is all upside. There is no downside. It is all upside today. And Upside is a great company and they help us keep the lights on. So go use them and visit them because they will make your business travel much, much better. I can personally attest to this. I travel sometimes for these speeches around the country and business travel can be a real Drag if you don't have a whole team of mission control working for you. And that is what Upside provides. In the old days, before Upside, I would just basically have sweet little Elisa controlling everything. I'd call and i say, I have to take another meeting, which really means stay late at the bar. She'd say, Mac, I can't change your flight. I do, you're going to have to be late. And then it, there are all these fees and all, it's just an absolute mess. Being an astronaut was a pretty cool job because you could, you know, fly through space, land on the moon, you get a parade when you come home that's all great, but astronauts wouldn't be able to do what they do without the great folks at Mission Control. That's what Upside offers. Book your next business trip at Upside.com. Go there, right. stop what you're doing. Stop, don't stop listening to me. Keep listening to me, but go to Upside.com cofefe C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Uh, it will take you through every step of the way. It will handle every problem that pops up, Uh, specialists at Upside will work 24-7 to make sure your flight, hotel, car rental all go off without a hitch. They monitor the trip around the clock. They proactively keep you posted on everything if it's going to rain, if there are alternate flights home, in case you want to squeeze in one more meeting, you know, or whatever you got to do down the street at the bar. Uh, Trust me, once you have committed, uh, once you've experienced a committed team looking after every detail of your business trip, you're never going to want to go back. For easy booking, competitive prices, and a team that always has your back, book your next business trip at Upside.com. For a limited time, this is pretty Don't say I never did nothing for you. This is a good deal. Uh, When you book your first business trip with Upside, you will get a minimum $100 Amazon.com gift card. And since that's the only place we buy anything these days, that's just free money. Uh, go to Upside.com slash cofefe, C-O-V-F-E-F-E, to book your first business trip. Upside.com slash C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Get at least a $100 Amazon.com gift card when you book your first trip. $600 minimum purchase required while supplies last. See site for complete details. It's a really good deal. Did I tell, what did I tell you yesterday? What did I tell you? I, you know, yesterday was all death and destruction and old people dying and that poor baby Alfie being murdered by the U.K. government and the socialist bureaucrats of the U.K. healthcare system, then genocide. That's how we rounded out the show yesterday. A little depressing. But today, oh, today is the exact opposite of yesterday. Kanye West is sounding like a rock-ribbed conservative. This guy is not just throwing out hints I can't wait to tell you about it. I'm going to save that. I'm going to save that toward the middle of the show. That's going to be like the real delicious part of the show. Uh, But also, let's not forget, Donald Trump has made French socialists love America. And also, just a little extra bit here, doctors are advising men to stare at boobs to improve their health. This is an actual news story going around today. Then, science deals another crushing blow to lefties' global warming alarmism and if that last one weren't a sign against the apocalypse, I would think that this is the apocalypse, right? If it weren't, if that last great news item didn't say explicitly that the world is not ending right now, I would think the world is ending. The French like us for some reason. They love Trump. The m- biggest pop culture store in the entire world just loves Trump and, you know, wears MAGA hats and things like that too good. Let's start with global warming. This is, this is the easiest way to dive into it. Let's just dip our toes into that, that not very warm water. So a new study in the American Meteorological Society's Journal of Climate has concluded, quote, future warming is likely to be substantially lower than the uh, central computer model simulated level projected by the IPCC, the Intergovernmental Panel on Climate Change, and highly unlikely to exceed that level. For comment, we turn now to former Vice President Al Gore. Man bear pig is in there and we have to kill him while we all have the chance, I'm serial. And I'm saying it, I'm totally serial, but everyone just keeps digging. Detect my man bear pig and man bear pig leaves nobody alive. I'm super serial. Nobody will listen to me but cereal. And someday, when the world is rid of man bear pig, Everyone will say,
1: thank you, Al Gore. You're super awesome.
0: The end. Interesting. I hadn't considered that perspective. I don't know that that day is going to be coming anytime soon. (laughs) Because, you know, there are, of course, there are lots of studies, the alarmists' studies. And these studies show how the airspeed velocity of an unladen swallow proves that global warming is going to kill us all in the next five minutes. The trouble is, if you're going to predict the end of the world, you have to be right. If you keep predicting the end of the world, it doesn't happen. You're going to look foolish. Uh, Not coincidentally or providentially, perhaps. Earth Day was just on Sunday, April 22nd. Earth Day has been around now for 48 years, almost half a century. So it's kind of fun to look back in 1970, the first Earth Day ever. Let's see some of the predictions they made. Let's see if they they came true. Uh, 48 years ago, on the very first Earth Day, Harvard biologist George Wald said, quote, civilization will end within 15 or 30 years unless immediate action is taken against the problems facing mankind. And by the way, when they say immediate action, they try to put it in this language that it's, this is, look, this is just science. This is just science. This isn't partisan. This isn't conservative or liberal or Republican or Democrat. It's just science. As though though there were scientific politics, right? There isn't a scientific politics. As though scientists have anything to do with politics, as though they have any expertise. They don't. Maybe they have some expertise in one field. Apparently, this guy didn't have much expertise in his own field, but that doesn't mean you have expertise in any field. We talked about that yesterday and about what uh, G.K. Chesterton said about the problem of uh, expertise. So 15 to 30 years, unless immediate action is taken, which really means unless we do all the public policies that the left has wanted for 100 years. But okay, so that, that action wasn't taken, and... It looks like we're okay. Looks like we made it. The New York Times, though, in 1970, that first Earth Day, predicted the extinction of the human race. That's a uh, modest... a modest prediction. Did it happen? No. The thing is, if, if you predict death, eventually you'll be right. <laughs> you know, it's, a, it's actually a safe bet in the long run. As John Maynard Keynes said, in the long run, we're all dead, but they haven't been right uh, so far. They're still holding out hope. The biologist Paul Ehrlich predicted in 1970 that 100 to 200 million people per year would starve to death from overpopulation during the 1970s. 100 to 200 million people per year did that. A lot of terrible things happened in the 70s, but I don't think that was one of them. He predicted that 4 billion people would die in what he called the great die-off of the 1980s. Didn't happen. Actually, everyone had a lot more food and had a much better life, and the economy around the world soared. It was really nice. Dennis Hayes, a co-organizer of Earth Day, said in 1970, it was already too late to avoid mass starvation. Uh, the probably the greatest public health crisis in America right now is obesity. <laughs> but he said in 1970, it's too late. We're all going to starve. The trouble around the world is that everybody is too fat. <laughs> he, was, he could not have been more wrong. Uh, Peter Gunter said by the year 2000, the entire world outside the West would be in starvation. And well, I guess the entire world outside the West is now trying to enter the West so for other reasons, not for starvation. So maybe maybe that complicates things, but is not the case. That's not true at all. Hundreds and hundreds of millions of people have been lifted out of poverty just in China alone over the last 30 years. Just did not happen. Uh, Life Magazine reported that scientists uh, by uh, would now know, you know, in 1970, that by 1980, city dwellers would have to wear gas masks. They would have to, they couldn't, the pollution would be so awful, they'd have to wear gas masks everywhere. Not even, not just those things that certain people wear on airplanes, you know, the little, a little filter, but just actual gas masks. Don't remember that happening. They said by 1985, all around the world, air pollution would have reduced the sunlight to the earth by 50%, by a full half. The ecologist Kenneth Watt predicted that we would run out of oil by 2000. Not only have we not run out of oil, we're going to start drilling for even more oil in all those places that Democrats won't let us drill. We're going to Anwar. We're going to drill, baby, drill. We're going to get that delicious dinosaur juice out of the ground, and we're going to keep driving our cars, and it'll be just great. Uh, they also predicted, uh, this was Kenneth Watt, the ecologist in 1970, predicted an impending ice age, how quickly things change. Uh, and what it's all based on, by the way, is they say, if, if present trends continue, da-da-da-da-da, if trends continue, da, 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 da. Uh, but the trouble is none of these models are ever right. Very few of them predict anything at all. And in the long run, none of them have predicted much, much at all. If trends continue, but the trends don't continue. We're in, we're in a dynamic space. Politics is dynamic. The climate is a chaotic environment the, you know, you could say this uh, with presidential elections. You see this all the time. Some party wins an election and they say, oh my, the, the other party is over. The other party, it's over. They should just, they should just forget about their party. They should dissolve because it's over. If the present trends continue, their party's over, but trends don't continue because we're people. Politics is the affairs of men and it changes all the time and it's in the present and it can change on a dime in ways that we can't predict. You there are, as Donald Rumsfeld said, there are known knowns, known unknowns and unknown unknowns. You know, things that you know you know and things that you know that you don't know and things that you just don't know. And uh, that's uh, that's a much truer view of the world. You can't, we just can't predict these things. The egghead experts want to say that I can tell you what the velocity of the unladen swallow will be in 2078. They don't. They just don't know. We have to get to even better scientific news and then, of course, to Kanye. But before we get to that, I want to welcome a new sponsor. And this is very providential for you all because, you know, listen, we, we, talk about, we talk about love on this show. We talk about romantic sort of things. You know, I try to give a little Dr. Love advice every now and again. And uh, I really want to thank eHarmony for coming on. eHarmony is the antidote to this terrible culture that we're in. <laughs> eHarmony actually is the antidote because now, you know, all dating is online. Everybody does online dating. I don't think anyone has uh, gone on a date with someone they met in person since like the early 60s at this point. And so it's all online. And the question is, what are you going to do? How is that going to work in this new culture? So you could do uh, you all these lazy text messages, you know, Netflix and chill. Hey, you up? Want to hang? You know, and all this lazy soy boy nonsense, but, or you could have these dead end conversations or these random matches. So now, you know, it's just this lazy, really shallow and degrading thing where you just swipe and you're just like, you know, like it's a, it's a personal ad or something. You know, it's not, it just doesn't look great. I actually missed all of this by the grace of sweet little Elisa, but it's so the, the the swiping and that's all this shallow thing. That's so degrading. What you want is eHarmony. eHarmony is great. It helps real people find real matches and it it works on so many levels of a, a, a compatibility. People are very compatible. Uh, they are grateful that they found one another, and you can meet the one that will complete your life. I actually, I've had some friends who have used this, who've signed up for it. They rave about it. They say it is so much better than anything else out there. Uh, EHarmony is built to help you find lasting, meaningful relationships. It uses decades of science, data, and psychological research to send you the right matches, brings compatible people together. This thing, there's a reason that this is the number one, most trusted dating site or app in. Uh, going going around right now, based on a twenty eighteen survey of sixteen hundred U.S. singles, this is the number one most trusted site and app. There's a reason why. Don't settle for something that is shallow and gross and degrading. <laughs> Do something that that treats you like a human being. And it's I, I couldn't recommend it more highly. Right now, right now, don't say I never did nothing for you. I'm about to I'm about to really help out your love life someday when you know you're you're having a romantic night. Think of me. Uh, you can get a month free with eHarmony. When you sign up for a three-month subscription, enter my code COFEFE at checkout. C-O-V-F-E-F-E. You know, COFEFE is an aphrodisiac. C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Enter that code at checkout and you will get a free month. Uh, Go to eHarmony.com. Stop waiting. Start your journey to a satisfying, meaningful relationship. It can be fun to play around with all those little apps, but when you want to fall in love and have a meaningful relationship, there's one app that's built to bring you that love harmony, Come see how eHarmony can change your life. eHarmony.com. Enter promo code COFEFE, C-O-V-F-E-F-E. Ooh, a little chilled COFEFE on the half shell. Well, there's nothing like it. Get that, get that little boudoir time started. Okay. <laughs> hey, speaking of, by the way, this, <laughs> this is a perfect segue. Speaking of the boudoir, in other scientific news, according to scientists published in the Archives of Internal Medicine, the British Medical Journal, and How Men Age, Scientists have concluded there are about six proven ways to live longer, to have better health, and some of the top ways to do that are stare at boobs, have a lot of sex, and don't worry about working out too much. I, I, I have known this intuitively my whole life. I feel like maybe I'm some sort of savant, some like rain man of men's health. Because I tell you from, I didn't have to read that in a scientific study, but th- it's a, this is true now because apparently uh, staring at boobs, if you're a man, makes you happier and that's the power of positive thinking. People uh, live longer, they report ha- lower levels of stress, all these sort of things. And uh, having lots of sex, I guess, is a, uh, is a, uh, I don't think I need to convince anybody that that's going to put you into better health, you know, have you feeling very good. And, uh, and what, what was the final one? Oh, I'm sorry, I was thinking about boobs and I totally forgot. Oh, yeah, and not working out too much. That's the other one. So you get to stare at boobs, have a lot of sex, and don't work out. Because there's something so not conservative about working out a lot, about going to the gym. And really, when you're like a man and you're worrying about, you're checking out your abs in the mirror. And you're like a little... Soy boy, I don't know how else to put it. Real men don't care about that that much. They want to sit around and not have to go preen and like go jogging. No man should ever jog. And like they would just want to smoke cigars and eat pizza and like hang out and read and be a cool guy. So all excellent news. I've really, I, I was skeptical of science when they said that the world was going to end in the 1970s, but I think science is getting much, much better because they're telling us that Al Gore is a dummy and everything that we know about what makes us happy is true. (laughs) A good day for science. Way, way, way too much winning. And the real winning here, or the real hashtag winning is cultural. I like the science stuff too. It's all culture. Conservatives are finally winning the culture. This brings us to Yeezy, Kanye West. So Kanye West has been tweeting these great things that it sounds like he's a conservative Republican. He starts out and he just tweets, decentralize. Okay. All right. Yeah, I I agree. We should decentralize. We should have more local government, more local control. Then he tweets, you don't have to agree with Trump, but the mob can't make me not love him. We are both dragon energy. He is my brother. I love everyone. I don't agree with everything anyone does. That's what makes us individuals. And we have the right to independent thought. So at this point, I am, I'm actually just a, a Kanye West fan. I don't really like his music that much, but I'm, I've become a Kanye West fan. So at this point now, the media are saying he's insane. They say, oh, he's crazy. Oh, he's this, he's that. Then he tweets out a picture of him wearing the MAGA hat. Because he's just playing around, right? He's just like giving you little hints. Oh yeah, I like Trump personally. Then he's wearing that MAGA hat. And the media go crazy. And they say they're actually reporting that Kanye West is mentally ill. That is how they, because they're so in their own silo. They're so in their own little bubble. They don't realize that half the country voted for Donald Trump. But they don't know any of those people. They don't know anyone who voted for Donald Trump. So the only thing that this could mean is that Kanye West has lost his mind. Kim Kardashian, to her credit, tweeted out and said, you can't, mental health is a serious issue and you shouldn't be bandying around these smears and allegations so carelessly. My husband isn't crazy, you know, basically, or he's no crazier than he ever was. He's no crazier than he used to be. This has been building for a few days. Uh, Kanye West tweeted out a video of Scott Adams, the Dilbert guy, who's, he's not a right winger, or a left winger, but he's, he, he likes Trump and he kind of understands Trump. So Kanye West tweets out not just a video of Scott Adams, but a video of him watching Scott Adams. And this is really important because it's, it's involving you in his r- realization. It's involving you in his participation in something conservative. It's not just a random tweet and you'd say, oh, he didn't do that. It's bringing you right into his living room, right onto his computer. And uh, this was really shocking. I mean, this is so... Good. He's, this all started when he said that he, he likes the way Candace Owens thinks. Friend of the show, red pill black Candace Owens. So how should conservatives react to this? I know Ben has been urging caution. He says, don't we shouldn't embrace these celebrities. We don't we're not fans of Kanye West. We're not, yeah, you know, and he's he says crazy things, we shouldn't embrace him. I I don't I don't disagree with the premises here that we don't always agree with Kanye West and we don't really like his music that much, and we don't have to pretend that he's some great political savant or philosopher. But we should embrace what Kanye West is doing right now. We have to do it. We have to take the wins when we can get them. We should not be borrowing problems from tomorrow. Look, this is what the culture is. Politics happens now. It happens now in time and space. A lot of times conservatives won't take yes for an answer. Say, no, I don't think so. Do I I like Kanye West's music? No. Do I have to like Kanye West's music? No. But he's doing something good. Give him credit for it. This is the biggest pop culture figure in the world, maybe other than Donald Trump. And he's embracing Donald Trump. He's wearing the MAGA hat. That's a big win. Take it. Don't say, "Mm, no, he he didn't do it on my terms. We're not winning the culture on my terms. Who cares? Doesn't matter. We're winning. This is a wonderful thing because politics is downstream of culture, as Andrew Breitbart was fond of saying. And politics is about people. Aristotle said, the thing that makes human beings human beings is politics. Man is the political animal. Uh, Politics is the affairs of men. And all the good politicians are people, people, You gotta be a people person. You gotta like people. And you see this in all of our presidents all of our successful presidents, certainly, they, they really like people. They like being around people. You see that with like Bill Clinton, like, Hey honey, I oh, really he likes people probably a little too much, but uh, everyone is a people person. It, it, I, I got in trouble on Twitter when that little dog was killed on United airlines. someone said, you're not a people person or you're not a dog person. Are you Michael? I said, no, I'm a people person. Donald Trump is a people person. Kanye West, same thing. This brings us to the president of France. Before I can get to that, we got to talk about Ring because, you know, I'm a people person. I like a lot of people, but I don't like people who try to rob my house or hurt my family. (laughs) Those are people I don't like, which is why Ring is a great product. Uh, Ring is so helpful. Uh, Ring has this video doorbell. I've talked to you about them before. They connect right to your cell phone. These guys have totally changed the home security game with a doorbell. Who would have thought? So uh, I'm going to play a little clip that they sent over, but you know, This is like the Jetsons kind of technology. You go, all your cool friends have this now. It it installs very easily. You click and you can just see whoever is at the door right from your phone, anywhere you are at work or on the beach or wherever. And you can talk to them back and forth. It uploads everything to the cloud. Uh, All right, I'm going to play this clip. Then we'll talk about it a little bit more. So a crazy looking guy walks up to a home. The first thing you hear is him kicking in the door and then the homeowner catches him. Hello? Hey! Stop Are you okay? that. Leave my house or I'm calling the police.
1: Okay, what you need to do- to
0: Hey, tam- leave my house. Stop
1: now or I'm calling the police. Why would you tell me that?
0: Because you're trying to push my door in. Leave now.
1: we I'm about to smash
0: what's in there. I'm calling the police. Okay. I am the police. Something tells me that guy's not the police. I don't know what it is about him. So Ring, in the old days, there was Neighborhood Watch, which isn't very effective. And, you know, you'd go, you could get into a very dangerous situation. Ring makes this very easy. It is the 21st century. It is unbelievably inexpensive. And when you get that crazy guy come up to your door... You can upload that video. It goes straight to the cloud. You can share it with your neighbors. So you say, watch out for this crazy person. I don't think he's with the police. Uh, it's really, really good. And uh, even if if they steal your ring, if they say, I'm going to steal that doorbell, then then I'll get away with it. Won't happen. It's already in the cloud. Save up to $150 on a ring of security kit at ring.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. That is ring.com slash I've got one. It's phenomenal. It's really, really good. $150 off when you go to ring.com slash Knowles, K-N-O-W-L-E-S. I use mine because, you know, sometimes Democrats who purchased copies of reasons to vote for Democrats and were very upset that it was entirely blank. Sometimes they try to knock down my door, you know, so I need, I really need a good home security so I can lock them out. <laughs> okay. Back to people, people. Donald Trump is a people person. That's a, that's a great thing for the conservative movement. It's a great thing for the culture. Sometimes conservatives are a little detached from people. Trump doesn't have that. And look how it's paying off. Here he is with the president of France.
1: Mr. President, they're all saying what a great relationship we have. And they're actually correct. It's not fake news. Finally, it's not fake news. So it's a great honor, great honor to be here. But we do have a very special relationship. In fact, I'll get that in a piece of yeah, it'll be. We have to make him perfect. He is perfect. So it is really, uh, it is really great to be with you,
0: and you are a special friend. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. Thank you. I like him a lot. I can tell. You're a people person, Donald, (laughs) and people like him. Everyone's trying to figure out, they say, why does Emmanuel Macaroon, that delicious French cookie, why does he like Donald Trump so much? And I think he just likes him, basically. (laughs) I think, I guess it's advantageous in a way. I don't know that it's terribly politically advantageous for him to be nice to Trump. I think they just like each other. They get along. That's a good thing. Americans hate the French, and the French hate the Americans, but we're getting along that's a great thing. It's the, it is the power of culture. And speaking of winning the culture, how important this is. I sat down yesterday with Brian Sharp, who goes by Hotep Jesus, uh, because uh, Hotep trolled white liberals at Starbucks. Talk about getting in there and subverting the culture. Um, I, you know, okay, I really want to play this, but unfortunately I've got to say goodbye to Facebook and YouTube. Oh, it's really good though. You go to dailywire.com right now and sign up just so you can see this interview. So uh, if you go to dailywire.com right now, what do you get? You get me, you get the Andrew Klavan show, you get the Ben Shapiro show. You get to ask questions in the mailbag. That's tomorrow. Get your questions in. Uh, Only subscribers can ask questions, though everybody can listen to them. Many are called, but few are chosen. You can also ask questions in the conversation. The next one up will be little old me. And so make sure you sign up before then. Again, none of that matters. Kanye West is wearing a MAGA hat. Kanye West is tweeting Republican propaganda for the last three days. Get the leftist here's Tumblr as soon as possible. I won't even keep talking. Go do it right now or else you're going to drown. We'll be right back. Okay. I sat down with Hotep yesterday. He offered excellent insight uh, on this exact question, on this exact question of the culture. It's absolutely hilarious. Here's Hotep. Brian Sharp, Hotep Jesus, thank you for being here. Thank you for having me. Hotep, I got to tell you, I had to pay every single penny for this delicious Starbucks. You have managed to find a way through that system and collect your reparations for Starbucks. I should say, before we talk about it, I I don't think anyone who's watching has not seen this video, but just in case some, someone missed it somehow, uh, this is the greatest troll of the year. At least here is hotep Jesus getting Starbucks reparations, justice.
1: We about to go inside, get my free coffee. Y'all ready? Y'all ready? How you doing? Good. How are you? All right. I heard y'all was racist, so I came to get my um free coffee. I saw
0: that.
1: Yeah, I heard you guys don't like black people, so I wanted to get my Starbucks reparations not voucher. What's
0: no, that? Is that a real thing?
1: It's a real thing. I mean,
0: I'll give it to you. I yeah, I saw that on my Twitter last night. I was like,
1: <laughs> Yeah, I need I need a free coffee. Give you a free coffee. That's what and I'm talking wrong. about. Been, this where is, is, is justice. What? Are you serious? Reparations, man. <laughs> gotta get my reparations for being black in America. Black lives matter. Black lives
0: matter. What? Do you have any flavors in it? We got caramel, hazelnut.
1: I'll take caramel. Caramel. What's your name, I appreciate you, Amanda. Amanda, you are a great. Last here
0: until the fall.
1: Is it? I wish you the best. Thank you. Yeah. You know what I'm saying? You gotta get your free coffee out here, man. You gotta get your Starbucks reparations, man. Huh? Yeah, this is how we do, man. Black lives matter, baby.
0: <laughs> all right, all right. Uh, Hotep, to begin, what gave you this brilliant idea,
1: man? I don't know. It was like a gift from God. As soon as the whole Starbucks thing happened, you know, I had this idea. I was like, if I go anywhere near a Starbucks, I'm going to claim uh, a free coffee, and I'm going to live stream it while I do it. And I just happened to be there with the fam. And I look up, and there's a Starbucks. And I'm like, should I do it? Should I not do it? And I'm like, you know how we get down. So I just went ahead and did it, man, and had to make it happen. It, it, it you is- know, if... If you if you identify as black, you can go in there and you should be able to get your drinks for free.
0: Well, that's kind of what I wonder, because I am of Sicilian descent, which is fairly <laughs> swarthy. Like, I don't know if it quite qualifies, but I got to say, man, from one troll to another, it was just brilliant. It was so Good. And it gets to a very important point, which is I I try not to delve too much into identity politics or demographics or whatever. But if there is one demographic group that really just drives me up a wall, it is the white liberal because they are the most moralizing, preening, usually privileged group of people in the entire country. And you totally Uh, turn them on their head. You totally mock them just perfectly. Did you expect that reaction when you went in there? Absolutely. When
1: I first had the idea, I knew, I knew the reaction I was going to get, and I knew I was going to get, uh, people in the right upset too. So I was like, that was more reason to do it, you know, but you're right. Like liberals, like, like they complain about everything. And I'm like, you guys literally have the most power. Like you guys have all the media outlets, like I can't get a job unless I'm a liberal. You know what I mean? Like, like conservatives are blocked out of everything. And these people are complaining. Like, what are you complaining about? People silencing you when you guys own all the media networks. You guys are literally the journalists typing the article about <laughs> being silenced on a mainstream outlet. And I'm like. I can't even get on there.
0: That's right. I mean, obviously in America, the the privileged culture is the left-wing culture. They run popular culture in Hollywood and New York. They run the corporate culture, they run the campuses, they run education really from kindergarten all the way up through graduate school. And and yet uh, they they always pretend that they're fighting against the man, you know, as though the man were conservative. And that obviously isn't the case. We know Barack Obama's IRS targeted uh, conservative groups. We know Hollywood regularly blackballs conservative groups. Now it's funny because when I saw the video, I just saw clips of it, and we've now reached this period in politics, which is described by Poe's law, where you you can no longer tell what is satire and what is reality. Like the American left has become a parody of itself. Are you catching flack from conservatives who don't get the joke?
1: Oh yeah, <laughs> um, I I tricked uh, Alex Jones. Alex Jones was immediately upset. Um, he, he gets upset he a realized, lot. You know? Yeah, I mean it's really easy to make that guy upset. Um, but yeah, I mean my mentions, my uh Instagram, Facebook had people cursing me out like, oh you you n-words need free coffee and what is this? Your you couldn't get your welfare check <laughs> and all this type of stuff. And it's just funny to me. But you know, I kind of laugh it off, but I expected that.
0: Well, this is this is one aspect where we have to criticize conservatives in the culture is that that, you know, it's true that we get shut out of Hollywood and New York and all that. But it's also because conservatives sometimes are a little bit Philistine, like they don't uh, grasp performance art or aspects of the culture, and they just, like, they don't get the joke sometimes, you know, and that that's no good. I mean, the, I think Norm Macdonald described Twitter as a great place to tell people that you don't like them very much. You know, there is a lot of anger on Twitter there, but would you call this performance art? Is this is this part of any uh, broader project that you're working on?
1: You know, I never considered it, Uh, performance art Uh, Laura
0: Ingram referred
1: it referred to it as that I don't know maybe it is you know I've I've got several clips where I've done you know short comedy sketches on my Instagram but I didn't look at this as performance art I really looked at this like I just want to make fun of people right I just want to make fun of crybaby liberals and I want to troll people um, because it's ridiculous that it's come to this that, that we're at a place where we're talking about racism in Starbucks. And then when you go look at the guys, right, the guys who were actually arrested and they spoke out, they go, this isn't even about race. So I'm like, all these people made all this fuss and the main people involved say it's not about race. So we brought all this up for nothing. There's racial bias training for nothing. So I'm glad I did it and made fun of the
0: situation. Well, that's the, that's the really funny part because... I think everybody knows that. Does anybody actually think that Starbucks is racist? Starbucks (laughs) is one of the most like bleeding heart companies on planet Earth. They're always virtue signaling. They're always trying to do that. You know, and your video totally mocks that. You go in and you, uh, the words you use, you know, this is the re- Starbucks reparations. This is justice in 2018. It, it is mocking that culture where everybody can be so happy that there is such little racial discrimination that we, you know, you can kind of worry about these ridiculous things like, you know, uh, coffee cups or something like that. That that's a wonderful thing. Now, do you, do you see, obviously in the video, this comes up, The left doesn't seem to have much of a sense of humor anymore, and uh, conservatives seem to have more of a sense of humor. They still get angry on Twitter, but they seem to get the joke a little bit more. Why do you think that is?
1: I think that conservatives are more down-to-earth. You know, liberals are pretentious. You know, they stay in their lofts in Midtown Manhattan.
0: latte sipping.
1: Yeah, and they're completely detached from society. Um, all they know is, you know, like it's so easy to troll them like they were getting trolled by, you know, memes during the entire election. And and 4chan trolls them like monthly and they always fall for it. I'm like, you know, like, how are you guys falling for this stuff? Like, it just shows that they're not Internet savvy. They're not political savvy. They're, they're not people people. You know what I mean? That's the key, I think.
0: They're not people people because a lot of studies from the election, they showed it wasn't that education level predicted who you were going to vote for. It was the education level of people you knew. If you interacted with different kinds of people and you were around guys who worked blue collar jobs and people who were in management and edu- you know, educated people in this, if you knew a lot of different people, you were a little more relaxed about the election. Maybe you liked Trump a little bit more. And if you were isolated and you were totally siloed and all you did is sip lattes on the Upper East Side or Upper West Side, then you you couldn't imagine somebody not voting Hillary Clinton. It's really detached from uh, society. I have to ask one more question in response to the uh, flare up in Philadelphia, where the, the guys were arrested at Starbucks. Starbucks has now closed thousands of stores for mandatory sensitivity training or or unconscious bias training, which uh, I've never really understood. If it's an unconscious bias, I don't. uh, How are you going to solve that? That's unconscious, right? How are you going to actually constantly be conscious of that? That's a separate point. Is it enough or should they close all of their stores worldwide and just go out of business and leave it to Pete's Coffee and Dunkin Donuts to take over the rest?
1: If they're going to have racial bias training, they should just shut down the entire company because that's just ridiculous and it's stupid. And then the people that they chose to be in charge of racial bias training, you know, Eric Holder, NAACP and the ADL, like these people know nothing about black people. If we're going to have racial bias training, I would say that you'd have to have the locals in every city of every Starbucks come in and just kick it with the staff. You know, like throw a party, throw a block party and have just the locals be invited and just let people interact and get to know each other. So when you show up at the Starbucks, you know Jessica behind the counter, you know Amanda behind the counter and Amanda knows you. You know what I mean? Like you can't train people to not be racially biased, but you can bring them together in the same room and and share coffee and share pizza and then people will work out those things themselves. But you can't train people to not be. Everybody is racially biased. I'm racially biased towards black people and white people. I treat them completely different. I treat different economic levels of black people different. I don't talk to my hood friends the same as I do my more affluent black friends and they don't enjoy the same type of entertainment. You can't train that. Right. Like you, you have to just learn that from being around uh, a diverse group of people, and liberals just aren't around a diverse group of people. Like I had an old boss, liberals. help. I couldn't stand her. She wouldn't take the subway. Oh, uh, of she course, she would not. Of course, like I'm like she's like, oh my god, you went down there? I'm like, yeah, it's just the subway. But these are the people. That'll try and dictate what's right and wrong in society and tell me I'm wrong for my views, but you don't want to come down in the subway and hang out with the common folk.
0: Well, it's because they love humanity, but they hate humans. They don't really like people that much, <laughs> and so that's such it's such a good point about the localism of it all. If you want to solve if there if there is some problem between groups of people in a community, the way you solve that is you get the groups of people talking together. And spending time together and get to know each other. You don't get some corrupt crony like Eric Holder to come in and lecture you on some academic talk about racial biases or whatever. That isn't going to solve anything. It's so pointless. It's just virtue signaling. Yeah, I'm with you. They have to shut the company down. They're moving money around. That's right. They're moving money around. Let's be honest. They're taking.
1: Starbucks liberal dollars and they're moving it into political pockets. Mm -hmm. Eric Holder is going to get a check for that. The NAACP is going to get a check for that and say, oh, this was for black people because the NAACP got a check, but NAACP doesn't do anything for black people. And then the ADL gets their check. So it's just take liberals saying, "Here, here's some money. We're going to come together and we're going to brainwash these people with more liberal politics. They're probably going to give them LGBT pamphlets. Oh, they have to. It's intersectional. Yeah. And gender, binary, cis, whatever vocabulary and dictionary they're out of. You're describing my identity.
0: Thank you very much.
1: (laughs) This is what they're going to do to these people. They're going to just brainwash them with a whole bunch of nonsense. And they're actually going to create more people that are more retarded than usual. I can't even use the word retarded. (laughs) That's very not
0: allowed anymore. Yeah. Even though it just means slow, but you're not allowed to say that it's very, you're going to probably get arrested by the thought police for that, but it's true. It's going to sow more rancor and more division. That's all it does. It literally just keeps dividing people by different categories. Uh, speaking of giving money to worthy causes, because though, you know, giving money to Eric Holder is a very unworthy cause, but, uh, but your videos are extremely entertaining. Uh, So where can people find you? books by brian.com
1: b-r-y-e-n is the best way you can get my twitter marketing book shows you how i got on tv how i got here on this lovely show um and uh hotepnation.com to
0: follow the movement hotepnation.com Ho- hotep jesus brian sharp thank you for being here very good to talk to you very funny and some very good points you made thank you appreciate it man have a good one a much needed day a much that was really good i was Uh, While we were watching that interview that I had done yesterday, I was just going through the Twitter feed. And, you know, we just have the Republican president and the biggest uh, pop star in the entire world. They're just like tweeting love letters to each other right now. (sighs) Ah, that's pretty good. Pretty good stuff. Get your mailbag questions in. I'm just going to be floating on a cloud for the rest of the day. I think I'm no no more work. I'm just going to not that I was planning on doing it anyway. Just going to spark up a stogie, have a nice drink. This put on my MAGA hat. (sighs) Ah, good stuff. I'm Michael Knowles. This is The Michael Knowles Show. Get the mailbag questions in. I'll see you tomorrow. The Michael Knowles Show is a Daily Wire Forward Publishing production. Executive producer, Jeremy Boring. Senior producer, Jonathan Hay. Supervising producer, Mathis Glover. Our technical producer is Austin Stevens. Edited by Alex Zingaro. Audio is mixed by Mike Coromina. Hair and makeup is by Jessua Overa. Copyright Forward Publishing 2018.